Team Talk, episode 18, the end of a year. Seven months ago, we traveled to America. We blinked and we traveled back to South Africa. Six and a half months ago, the opportunity to live mask-free was bequeathed to the citizenry of South Africa. The worldwide cost of being a human and civilization, as they call it, has increased a lot. And now it seems like we are in waiting game until the end of January when things pick up steam here in the Western Cape again. And that's it. That's the end of the year. It's a wrap. It's hard to remember much else. Everything leading up to June of 2022 is kind of a blur. And now, this waiting game for the new year feels like it can neither be impeded nor sped up at all. Advent, which I'm sure a lot of you celebrated, is a season where we learn to wait with hope. So we're all good at it now. Right? (laughs) Let's just say that we are. And while we wait with patience and hope, Tara and I were hoping to snatch some lessons from the jaws of this past year. Now, I've got a couple of little aphorisms, and I don't want to expound them too much because my lack of wisdom might show through. My hope is instead that, one, you'll see ways that you can pray for us, and two, you might be able to share what God has taught you over these last 519,249 minutes. Unforgiving minutes. (laughs) Now, that's reflective of the time I finished this letter, not by the time you were reading it or listening to it. Here's the first thing. We have a need for true things. Specifically, I'm thinking about true rest and true friendship. This one's probably pretty easy to understand. Most of you have been or or are in a, a full house. Now, full house is a subjective label because we all have different capacities. However, objectively speaking, our house is full. <laughs> now, in that fullness, there is joy, uh, there is shared sorrow, uh, a whole lot of beauty, a whole lot of volume, and not a lot of reinvigorating rest. Though it is true that those other things add up to a kind of true rest where we're able to witness, uh, be witnesses to the promises of Christ in our home. A good friend is hard to find. We've always been happy to serve, love, and offer friendship in the name of Jesus. Though we have found the downside, so many people whom we offer those things to only know how to view relationships as transactions. There is a very narrow and unredeemed view of what a relationship has to offer to me. Now, I have no use for transactions except for at the grocer and would prefer something reciprocal and complimentary. Tolkien said of the Inklings that they were undetermined and unelected. Now, whether I know what that means or not, 
Uh, I'm fairly certain that only Tolkien could tell me. (laughs) The definitions involved seem fairly abstract. But their friendship served great purpose without a purpose being the goal. And it was of mutual benefit without the offered benefits being the defining trait. We have many friendships like that, which includes you. And I hope the sense of this is mutual. And I pray that going into 2023, God brings many more true friends like that into our lives and yours. Second, seven years is a long time for some things. Seven years married to Tara, that was far too short. And now it's doubled, and it seems like we're finally getting somewhere. (laughs) On the other hand, seven years establishing cross-cultural relationships and a church, well, that is a veritable eternity. Number three, furlough is a blessed killer. This time last year, we were booking tickets for our furlough, though we could not have known how much we would need it. By the time our ticket was up, we needed furlough bad. As we've said before, it was great. And also, by the time furlough was over, we needed some serious rest. I'm not sure that we've gotten it yet. Though I do not regret a bit. I only wish that we would have had more waking moments to spend with you all. Number four, I think. Sure, let's say it's number four. Always have a barf bag. Between stomach flu, motion sickness, and dehydration, uh, and the seven of us, Ziploc bags, um, the thicker freezer ones with the double zip stripes to be exact, those are mandatory. Number five, again, I'm just guessing on that number. The need is always with you. Now, I need to get a bit heady on this one. The need. It's real. Jesus said, the poor we will always have with us. And I wonder if he would have said that about many things. The pretentious rich you will always have with you. The Pharisee-like person who is deaf to their own tone and blind to their real sin you will always have with you. Bureaucratic systems in the world and the Christian-y world that are based upon limited service for long-term maintenance of authority, you will always have with you. And yet, amazingly, to me it seems like He would say it in a non-nihilistic way, even now, as he did then. Each day, another need rears its severe and neglected face. We've had seven years of those days here. It makes each day a little more heavy and distracting and exhausting and tragic. The need will always be with us, but Jesus does not tell us today that his time is limited as he did on that day. Instead, he tells us he is always with us, even to the very end. And uh, we pray to be prepared each day for those needs when met by them in the big wide world, our little church, and 
in our full home. I don't know what number we're on now, but this is a trippy one too. Time plus reading plus input of trustworthy people is how decisions get made. We hope. Now, brace yourself for this analogy. I heard it said recently that trying to think your way out of a problem that requires continuous action is like trying to drink, smoke, or snort your way out of an addiction. That is crude, but hang with me. It has always seemed like decision-making was as easy as the next step. Tara would probably disagree with that, but she's not the one writing this letter. Over the last two years, though, it has never been only the next step. What should I make of this? Is it age? Uh, The complexity of the world? Is it burnout? Plain and simple? Whatever it may be, I do know this. Uh, Introspection and existential crisis and waiting for a better way of thinking? (sighs) That just doesn't play anymore. The end of 2022 heaved some big decisions into our collective lap as a family. And 2023 has already sent word that there are decisions aplenty yet to come. And we can't make those decisions in a vacuum. Our thoughts are not deep enough. Our consideration of outcomes is not extensive enough. Our patient waiting with hopeness is not any of those things enough. Taking time to read, receiving fresh reminders about what we are doing and why, and having friends with good ears. That should do it. And we are front-loading the challenges and uh, open questions of 2023 with prayer. In all things, use fewer words, whatever number this is. That's it, actually. Just use fewer words. And so with that pithy bit of wisdom... Um, I would like to say thank you for your friendship, for your faithful financial support, and your prayer through this past year. And then for as many as you as we did get to see in America, thank you for your time and care for us during that visit. Uh, for those that we didn't get to see, I wish it could be different. <laughs> Next time it's got to be different. Um, no, we missed a lot of people, and we're missing you all now. So, for now, much love and Happy New Year. Know that God has blessed you, and He is keeping you in Christ. Signing off, Wade (laughs) and Team McComas. (laughs) 